Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. Today we want to tackle a fun topic, school supplies for a Charlotte Mason education. So we'll be coming from that angle of a Charlotte Mason approach. Now, we already talked about what we consider back-to-school essentials for the mom, and those are more of attitude that sets the atmosphere of your home. But today we want to get down and practical with what are some school supplies? Some of you asked us that. Give us some school supplies that we like to use in a Charlotte Mason home school. So joining me today are my friends and coworkers, Jen Foss and Laura Pitney, and we're gonna share some of the school supplies that we consider fun, necessary, and helpful. Who wants to start? <laughs> well, I guess um, what we Charlotte Mason educators sometimes think of as fun, maybe not everybody does, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Books are so fun. They are, yeah. Right? Um, so when I was thinking about this, those, those three divisions, yeah, I think the line just gets blurred sometimes, right? Because some things, maybe some of us will consider necessary, where some of them just consider them helpful or fun. So I think it all kind of runs together somewhat. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I know one thing that Laura and I were talking about that we both um, use and have planned together in the past many years ago, and it's evolved, but um, it's the idea of our binders that we mm-hmm. use. And I call it family block. Uh, you... what? What do you guys call it? Or it's, it's kind of changed over the years. Your morning. I just call them our, our morning time or family time. Right. Okay. So, but it's the idea of um, some of those things like our um, scripture memory is in there, our folk songs, our hymns, copies of those things, our poetry, but it's all in one binder. And um, each of my kids have one, even my smaller ones. Now, my two-year-old doesn't have one yet, but my five-year-old little guy has one because he wants to feel like he's part of things, and he'll even open it to the right page, even though he can't read at all, but it makes him feel like he's a part of things. And so it's this really wonderful tool that kind of just binds us together. And um, we put extra things in there that maybe we're working on as a family, just like knowing our... Um, address and mom and dad's phone numbers and and that kind of thing. So um, that's been a wonderful tool for us over the years. I have one for myself as well. So I definitely would deem that necessary. It has um, our schedule for the day, even for the week. I have a tab for um, the long-term goals for that school year per kid. So it is my collection of Uh, what is supposed to happen for the school year. So I even have my personal memory binder. And so every day I open that up and because sometimes my thoughts aren't clear, you know, (laughs) I refer to that schedule under the first tab I just flip it open and it has everything that we're supposed to do for that day and what kids are supposed to be doing what. So the physical binder is huge. And on the left side, once I open it, I have my dry erase board that nobody's allowed to touch because it's mine (laughs) and my dry erase marker and um, a napkin or something. I just feel like practically for me, I'm always needing something to grab quick to explain something or maybe to illustrate something or um, just versus using a ton of paper. I just have found that using, um, you know, 
eight by 10 type size dry erase board um, is really handy to have. Now the kids have some too, but I have my own um, that I have. So yeah, I use oh, you one. Happen to have I one. happen to have it's one. Amazing. Yes, I brought it to so. show. Um, I use this every day with my daughter. The blank on one side we can use for spelling words. Um, like when she transcribes something, then I'll say, okay, now look carefully at these words and then we're going to close the book and I want you to write them here. Or like last time, I wanted to show her the relationship between please and pleasant. Mm -hmm. So I wrote them both on here or had her write them both and pointed out how you make one to the other. So the blank side, use it all the time. And then the other side is fabulous for math mm -hmm. with the grid pattern. Um, it helps us keep our numbers neat, keep everything aligned for place value. Yeah, I highly recommend one of these, absolutely. Let me go back to your binders for a moment. Um, do you empty it out and have a new one every term, every year? Do you just keep adding to it? How does that work? Well, for me, the first few tabs are the current year or the current um, memory work or whatever is applicable to today, whatever we're using today. And then kind of like the scripture memory system, it graduates to the back. And I have like master tabs for all the hymns we've, lear we've learned, all the Bible verses they've learned, all the poems they've learned. So mine is a combination of both. The front of it is stuff we're working on now. And then the back is their master copies of all the things they've learned. So that's what I do. Is that how you do and it? I do something similar. Mine has just grown. They keep getting fatter and fatter. <laughs> and so at some point, I feel like we're going to have to graduate to a thicker binder, I guess. But like my little guy, he has not um, been there for all the lessons for these different things. But as a part of our family culture, as we keep reviewing the different hymns and the different folk songs and the different verses, scripture verses, he, he hears them, and at some point, I think, you know, they will just become a part of him as well. Yes. So I keep it all in there, and um, the way I do mine is um, mine are all in page protectors. Everything is in page protectors. So it was kind of an investment at the beginning, but now I just add to it at the beginning of each year. I put everything in for the year, and sometimes it doesn't all get done, but I have, you know, my goal for the year, and so I put all the new things in there. And um, mine, I just took a Sharpie, and they have page numbers on the, so behind scripture, it just has a page, you know, each one has a page number. So um, what we'll do is one day we'll be practicing our new hymn, and, and then the next day we'll review something, and I'll often just let my kids choose. So they'll look through the hymns, and they all have their favorites, and so they'll say, hymns page five and so we'll all turn to all of our binders match so we'll all turn to hymns page five and sing that one so mm -hmm. um yes and mine just grows over time great those are great ideas another thing that i thought of for school supplies if you will of course a bookcase i mean the first thing that came to mind was living books but those are not technically supplies, those are curriculum. So we're setting curriculum aside, but a bookcase, yeah. that's where I store everything that we are using. Um, all the books, all of the notebooks, all of the pencils. Um, I store, an, another thing I put up there is my bag of coins mm -hmm. that we use for math every day. We also have jars of buttons and other ob everyday objects that we use for math, but it's all on that one shelf for the one student um, that I have currently. So I know exactly where it is. And 
we have our weekly schedule there so that when we come to the schoolroom, she looks at the schedule and sees what's set for that day, and then she goes to the shelf and pulls off the resources that we're going to need and puts them on the table for us. So bookcase, definitely huge thing. You can never have too many bookcases. You can, you can also never have enough pens and pencils because they go missing. So oh, dear. <laughs> we were talking about this. You know, there's times where we want our kids to be responsible and have their little pencil box where they keep up with their pen, their pencils, or little scissors, maybe their colored pencils. And that's great. But ultimately, they're going to get up to go get a sip of water or go to the bathroom, and they're going to take their pencil with them. And then you're going to spend 10 minutes looking for the one pencil. So... <laughs> Practically having something on our school table that just has all the extra pens and pencils to where I don't have to waste time hunting for that pencil that fell on the ground or got left on the kitchen counter or wherever. So the extra supplies that you're using multiple times during the day, I just I just keep extra. And then at the end of the day, we round them up. You know, yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just the practical side of things. And a pencil sharpener is super important. Um, oh, I just yes. use mechanical pencils. Yeah, yeah. That you can just advance. Yeah. That way I don't I, have to deal with it. I do like mechanical pencils, but some of my kids break um, the lead every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> click, click, break, click, click, break. And when we did invest in the electric pencil sharpener, that was a game changer. Oh, <laughs> that yeah. That was really helpful. Oh, yeah. When I had all my room. girls at home, they yeah. would. Yeah. Yeah. So if only they could make one that was quiet, that didn't make noise, because you're sitting there reading or whatever, and, you know, that's a sharpener. It's a great background so, noise. Along the lines of pens and pencils, um, I asked a couple of my children, what do you think are the, you know, the most fun supplies that we have? And uh, it's funny, my 15-year-old is so, he loves pens. He loves pens, right? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but there are these erasable pens. I think they're called friction, um, friction pens. I'm sure there are other kinds as well. But these erasable pens have really been helpful and mm-hmm. fun because um, even the younger ones, we tend not to want to give them pens, mm, yeah. but letting them use the pens for some things and, and still having it be erasable has been really helpful. So that's something fun that my little ones like to use sometimes. I always feel so much pressure when I borrow a pen from Logan because <laughs> I have to, I got to give it back because they are so important. And that's awesome. He really, yeah. really does like pens. There's, there's a lot of funny. pressure. He like color codes things yeah. and Just, it's funny. There's a uh, almost permission that we're giving them to be uh, creative Sure. Even with the type of supplies we give them. Yeah, you know, how, they can reflect how their own personalities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. How they use it might not be the way we use it or would use it, um, but it's neat to see that. When but. you were showing your board with the blank on one side and the graph paper on another side, I would say another absolutely necessary supply is your notebooks mm-hmm. that go along with your different subjects. And when we started using, some, for some things we use a blank notebook, for some we use lined And then for math, we use the graph notebooks. And when we started using the graph paper notebooks for all of their math lessons, and from my little ones on up to my high schoolers, that was very, very helpful. So notebooks is definitely a... And having the right type to match the use of it for the subject. Right. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, your nature notebook, you've got the thick paper blank, so you can paint if you want to or draw. Your book of centuries, Mm -hmm. it helps to have that graph of a century at a glance. Mm 
um, all those different notebooks. And we've done another episode on notebooking that we'll leave a link in the show notes for everybody on that. Charlotte Mason style notebooking, <laughs> yes. One other school supply I thought of, well, two, having to do with art and music, because not every homeschool includes those things, but some way to display the work of art that you've studied that week. My father made me a gorgeous adjustable easel that has pride of place in our living room, and so it can adjust to just a regular eight and a half, eleven, or it can go up to those big coffee table art books that are all big like this. We have it open to one page and it'll accommodate that. So I also know some parents use some kind of frames that they can take and out the artwork and put in the new one very easily. So whatever you use, some way to exhibit and display the picture study for the week is one thing. And then the other thing is some way to play your music for your music study, whether it's I'm old here. CD player. Okay, I don't know sorry. what that is. What yeah, is uh-huh. I'll show you later, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> At least I didn't say cassette tape. Yeah. But whether it's a CD player or if it's a Bluetooth speaker, yeah, so there, there yeah, <laughs> that you can hook up with your phone so you can play your music study music. I think those are essential yeah. school supplies as well. I agree. Our, our Bluetooth speaker is very, very helpful, and especially if you have a lot of children, and you're trying to, we, we will often play our music during lunchtime or when we're eating um, as a background um, for when we're just listening to it, um, at, at, you know, just to repeat it. And um, that Bluetooth speaker is very, very helpful for sure. And when you were talking about your easel, another thing that I was reminded of that is really helpful, um, we have some book stands, little book stands. Um, that just fold up flat and you can pull the legs out and they use it for their copy work or when they're doing drawing, they can put the book in the stand and do drawing. And um, that has been really, really helpful because they just fold up really compact and they stick them right in their little Mm -hmm. um, basket where they keep their notebooks and things. So it's easier to see. Yes. Rather than having it lay flat and then you're hunched over. And it holds the the pages open. So instead of the pages flopping around, Trying it's, to hang it yeah. on to it, keep it <laughs> open. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's I love that a, idea. That's been a really, really yeah. helpful tool for us. Yeah. And so we have multiple of them. Because you have multiple kids you're homeschooling at the time. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, maps and globes. Mm-hmm. We'll throw that in. Yes. Years ago, yes. we started... I don't even remember where we got them, but it was a placemat size that was mm-hmm. laminated, and one was the uh, map of the world. Flip it over, it was a map of the United States. And um, those are just so easy um, to have on the school table or wherever you're doing school. Um, it has uh, evolved into anytime they're doing arts and crafts, go get the map, make sure the map's under whatever you're coloring or painting to protect the table or whatever. So I mean, those are super necessary yes. in my mind um, for multiple reasons. Right. I agree. So. And we have we have some bigger maps in our homeschool room, and then I do keep the placemat 
maps. Uh, we keep one on our kitchen table and that's been really helpful because you find yourself talking about different things, maybe at dinner or, and if it's right there, if it's maybe in another room, then you may not take that extra step of let's go get the map and look at where we're talking about. But if it's right there on the table and you're sitting there eating, it's so easy to just pull it out and to make geography part of everyday life, right. which is what it right. should be. Right. Some friends of ours have a big whiteboard on the wall, and then they have maps also that are hung over it. So you can just pull down whatever map you want in front of the whiteboard or let it up, pull down the next one you want, let it up. That's heavy-duty maps. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's yeah. right by the din dining room table, too. So when they're eating, it's yeah. right there. Yeah. Anything else? Another thing that has been really helpful for me, and I know I've talked about it before, so I apologize, but it's the timers. Oh, yeah. The yes. timers are really necessary in my house. So, and I would say two different things, a visual timer, which that's the one I know I've talked about before, but it's, it's a timer with a clock on it and you, you can see it'll turn red. If you set it for 30 minutes, it shows 30 minutes of red and then it, it slowly goes away. So the kids can look at it and see how long they have for a given subject, um, and so that's been really helpful. And then I also set timers on my phone for different things, kind of those, the non-negotiables of the day. So we have an idea of how we want everything to go, but most of it is kind of a, um, not necessarily a crazy strict schedule like, oh, you have one minute and then we're starting this, but more of a, this is what comes next. This is what comes next. And trying to keep that principle of the short lessons, but some things are kind of the pegs of the day that this is what happens you know, at these certain times. And, um, and so the timer on my phone has been helpful for that. I sometimes use that to remind myself. I did back when I had all the kids at home. I would do that to remind myself when I need to go get lunch started. Because otherwise, you know, you're head down focused and suddenly it's one o'clock and everybody's stomachs is growling and, you know, oh, I forgot, you know. So that can be helpful. I also saw, after we talked about the visual timers, I saw that you can get an app on your phone that is a visual timer. Ooh. <laughs> You're really excited oh, yeah. now. <laughs> Does that make up for the CD player? Yeah, there you go. There you go. See? <laughs> Necessary and fun. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. That's great. Perfect. Okay. You'll have to tell me where that is. <laughs> okay. I will find that. Okay. That's well, great. great. Thanks so much for all of your ideas. <laughs> I hope all of these school supplies are helpful for you and necessary and fun. And I hope that this will help you to prepare your school setting to give your children a Charlotte Mason education and help your days run a little more smoother and easier. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. You can also subscribe to the video version of this podcast or read the blog post on our website at simplycharlottemason.com. All of those links will be in the notes, along with links to any resources that I mentioned. By the way, did you know that you can tell Siri or your Echo or Google device to play the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast? Give it a try. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.